I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection and prayer for Sunday the 5th of December, the second Sunday in Advent. Today our reader is Hazel Watson, and our hymns are sung by the Scottish Festival Singers, led by Ian McCrory, and the Christian Aid Scratch Choir. Next Sunday morning, at half past ten, Sunday the 12th of December, we will have our church family Christingle service. A lighter service, sharing in carols, readings and making Christingles. Slightly different to our usual Christingle service. And next week, the 12th of December, at half past seven, in the evening, our service of nine lessons and carols, with the Jordan Hill Community Choir, led by Tiffany Vaughan. All are welcome to these services. We come to prepare the way. The way for Christ. The way of Christ. The peace of Christ. We come to prepare the way for Christ to enter our world. For Christ to enter our hearts. We cry out together in the wilderness. The kingdom of heaven has come near. We come to be part of the light, the light that shines in the darkness. Let us worship God. This morning's New Testament reading is taken from the Gospel according to St Luke, chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. John the Baptist prepares the way. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene. During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all the people will see God's salvation. And now, from the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. I will send my messenger, who will prepare the way for, before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant, whom you desire, will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming, who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit 
as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness, and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord, as in days gone by, as in former years. Amen. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Comfort, comfort now, my people. Speak of peace, so says your God. Comfort those who sit in darkness, burdened by a heavy load. This past week has been a busy one for the Presbytery of Glasgow in the Church of Scotland. On Thursday evening, there were two services of ordination and induction of ministers to charges. Laura Diggin to White Inch and Gillian Rooney to Orchard Hill. Both great occasions for those ladies and everybody involved, particularly when there is so often such downbeat news about churches. But also two very different styles of service. Orchard Hill began with a procession of presbytery into their sandstone sanctuary, all robed and in order. White Inch do not own their own church building and meet in a community centre normally, and so for their service borrowed another church. Whilst Presbytery again filed and went into the service, there were no robes or grand entrance. They would have felt quite out of place for that congregation because they are newer and have a very different congregational style. A good introduction and beginning is important. It helps set the pace to what is to come. It helps paint a picture and prepare a people and is always in order and in line with the situation that it finds itself in. A grand opening ceremony in a cathedral would clearly not fit a community centre church. Ecclesiology, though, would tell us that both events are just as important as the other in the life of the congregation and the community. In Advent, we expect an approach and suitable introduction to Christmas. 
the preparations guide us to what is to come, and we might rightly expect them to be grand and auspicious introductions and preparations as only befitting a soon-to-be newborn king. But this is not at all what Luke gives us in our Gospel reading today. We can't get to Christmas without first meeting John the Baptist and his introduction to prepare the way for the one who comes. He is the preacher that introduces the preacher. He is very unabashed when he declares that he is here to welcome someone else. He is not the main event. Luke breaks all the rules of a snappy introduction. He begins by listing the great and the mighty of society, the local notoriety, the Roman governors, the rulers, the high priests. He brings out all the ones that are famous for being infamous. They have provided oppression and hate for the people of Palestine. Luke sets John's words not only in relation to a contemporary political reality, but also through the line of the prophets of old. For at the time of Luke's writing, the temple had been destroyed and the people of Jerusalem persecuted. So not only is he setting this on a broad world canvas, it is also rooted in the local Palestinian cause. And not only that, the word of God doesn't come to a mighty ruler, but to a man wandering in the wilderness. Out in the middle of nowhere, reflecting in the dusty, barren landscape, comes a nomadic warrior with no celebrity status, content with his own thoughts. Plucked from obscurity and thrown to the centre of the political arena, he is sent to prepare the way to be the introduction for Jesus. Yet he doesn't hold back. He preaches of baptism and repentance and forgiveness of sins, not at all for the faint-hearted, and then follows with those famous words rooted in the Old Testament, prepare the way of the Lord. Over the past couple of days, I don't doubt we can all sympathise with John, because when you are wandering or walking from one place to another and are subject to the battering wind and the elements, you sometimes wish that the hills really were made lower and the paths really were straight, if only to find a bit of shelter. God's word came to John in the wilderness, a place without power or pretension. How does this lack of grandeur help us to understand God's work? amongst the poor and the powerless, and those who live in the wilderness places, on the edge of society. How does this help us to prepare and celebrate and respond to the birth of Jesus Christ in 2021? It tells us we don't need flashy presentations, we don't need smart words or well-coined phrases, we don't need vast sums of money or all the gimmicks in the world. God's word comes to us naked and in the flesh, just as John's unadulterated word comes to us drifting from the tundra of the wilderness. God's word cuts through the wilderness that people are surrounded by. Economic difficulty, volcanic eruption, storm Arwen, 
damage and power cut, tension in the Middle Eastern countries, refugees seeking shelter, poverty and hunger, unemployment worries, health concerns and worries. God's word finds its way through all of that to us. It needs no celebrity factor or grand introduction, but rather it needs us to take it with us as we go through our daily lives because it challenges the struggles and the tensions found in the wilderness of today and encourages us to seek a better way, a healing way, an inclusive way for our world. In the 21st year of the 21st century, when Boris Johnson was Prime Minister of Britain and Nicola Sturgeon was First Minister of Scotland and the Right Honourable Lord Wallace was moderator of the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland, the word of the Lord came to Jordan Hill Parish Church in Glasgow. What if Luke's Gospel said that to us today? The word of God came to John in the wilderness, on the periphery of life, not as a grand opulent rush, but with a strength like fire, a holy fire that is meant to renew us. And perhaps that's where we need to begin this year, on the margin, somewhere out in the wilderness, waiting patiently, slowly drawing closer, our eyes ears and senses all alert with a tingle for the slightest mention of God's word. This is our Advent journey, both inside and outside. Outside we take our faith to those places where poverty, pain and politics manage to stifle the Advent hope, and we encourage God's word to take root and give a glimmer of peace. And inside, we take ourselves to those wilderness places that we don't like to tread, those forgotten memories, the ones we'd rather not touch, those times when we've said or done something or we've forgotten or we've wished the wrong kind of wish. Now is the time we ask God's forgiveness to give us freedom, strength and permission to carry on with our journey in hope and joy towards peace and the birth of our Messiah, Jesus Christ. The days are passing quickly. The church advent wreath is already half lit. Will you be ready? It's never too late to start on that wilderness journey, both inside and outside. And so we hear those words. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make the paths straight. Fill the valleys. Bring low the mountains because the Prince of Peace is coming. Amen. Let us pray. Loving Advent God, you prepare to come to your people of old through the advent of the Messiah. You promise to come to each of us and enter our lives once again. As we again hear the cry of old, to prepare the way of the Lord. We seek your presence as we pray for our world, for places of wilderness where famine or drought holds fast its grip and communities scratch for food and future. In a season of tradition and comfort, 
you come, Lord, to shake us out of complacency, to prepare the way for new possibilities and to be communities of hope that spring your word beyond walls, that pray for justice and peace, not just across continents, but within countries and within churches, welcoming the lost and the needy, the broken and the seeking, the refugee and the hoping. With so much to rebuild, we pray for the journey ahead for so many. Gracious and eternal God, guide us to prepare ourselves when we are weak and world-weary, tired of where we find ourselves just now. Lift us up and speak softly to us. And when those that we love go through trying and difficult times, let your love support them in their courage. And when in the midst of tinsel and tree, we recognise the need to be better neighbours in faith, in community, in family. Let your spirit grace our hearts and minds to prepare a way for faltering steps, to bring reconciliation and fresh hope. O God of journey, rekindle our passion for faith, stir our imaginations that new ways might be found to shape our faith, letting us be messengers, taking us beyond the wilderness. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
Thank you for joining with me for this time of worship today. Now is the time of watching and waiting, a time pregnant with hope, a time to watch and pray. Christ our Advent hope, remind us to prepare for your coming. Remind us to prepare for this time when the soles of your feet touch the ground once again. And now the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those you love this day and every day. Amen.